0: Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Today is Wednesday, May 4th, 2022, and today on the show... We're diving into a couple of veteran players who may be in talks to join your Miami Dolphins, according to Agent Drew Rosenhaus. That and more today on the show. You, me, Locked On Dolphins, tap in.
2: You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What's going on, Dolphins fans? Cop Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com. And I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from bluenile.com. Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off $500. Use code locked on at checkout. So, today on the show, I wanted to touch on the potential fits of Akeem Hicks and Carlos Dunlap to the Miami Dolphins based on something that was mentioned by Drew Rosenhaus. But before we get there, a couple questions coming off the heels of yesterday's UDFA show. And obviously, with the Dolphins draft class being uh, a little lean. Uh, it, it certainly seems as though there's some added interest in the UDFA crop for the Dolphins this year, which I appreciate. I have a great appreciation for unheralded gems. Uh, and the first question that I had had, uh, and we're we're going to jump them right off the top so we can put it behind us, was uh, where are you getting the 40-yard time uh, for Tanner Connor? Uh, that is a... Adjusted time based off a of hand time, uh, courtesy of Draft Scout. So, depending on where you look, you'll see high four 7s If that's a handheld time, typically at pro days, the standard operating procedures to add a little bit of time to that. Uh, but yes, from a hand time perspective, clocked in the high four threes uh, for Tanner Conner, the uh, wide receiver. The other question was, how could you possibly forget Verone McKinley yesterday? Well. If you go back and check the tape, what I said when I was using a list from Dolphins Wire, and Mike, who, who runs Dolphins Wire now, um, <laughs> sent a tweet out yesterday. I was like, ah, yeah, my bad. I was waiting on verification for Verone McKinley. So we here's the good news. We can put Veron McKinley on the list, but here's the bad news. I don't think a lot of you guys are probably going to like what I have to say, uh, because I don't see a clear and obvious path for Verone McKinley to make the Dolphins roster. I don't. Uh, He's one of those players who had a lot of ball production, and you could see the ball skills. They're very apparent when you watch them on film. That is the plus quality. But again, Verone McKinley is not going to be the Dolphins' starting free safety. That player is Javon Holland, right? And even if he wanted to get creative move Javon Holland around more, uh, move him down into the slot and, and lower to the line of scrimmage. I don't foresee a skill set that allows Verone McKinley to be an impactful starting free safety in the same, especially in the Dolphins' defense, in the same way that he was at Oregon. couple reasons why. First and foremost... Uh, I do not think the height, weight, speed component is an area for Verone McKinley that he's going to be able to consistently hang his hat on at the next level. He's not a big guy. Verone McKinley, according to his measurements at the NFL Combine, checks in at a 6th percentile in height, 5'10", the 17th percentile in weight 198 pounds amongst safeties a wingspan that is 72 and three quarters inches which is your ninth percentile and he participated in the jumps he did not do 40 time testing uh, but his jumps were both below the 50th percentile so you add all of that up and that is obviously a big challenge for somebody who, especially in the Dolphins' defense, would be playing a lot of featured coverage on the back end by themselves. That, to me, just it, it does not add up as a favorable projection. Well, Kyle, what about the ball skills? Gerard Holloman from Louisville, once upon a time, had himself like 14 interceptions in a season. That does not guarantee you are going to be a successful NFL player. For McKinley at the Oregon Pro Day, ran a 4.67. Hand times for that event checked in somewhere between a 4.6 and a 4.68. And then on top of that, I I do not think tackling is a strength for this football player. So I understand. We'll look at the interceptions. We'll see some of the plays on the ball with, with balls tipped in the air. And it'll move the needle and we'll get real excited about the potential. And obviously there's a, a relationship and a connection that exists with Javon Holland. So like, I, I get why I got some tweets yesterday when McKinley was not on the original list that I used for the programming. Asking me, well, where's, where's Roe McKinley? But if you look at the entire body of work, this is a player who is going to have to make the team based off depth purposes. And I do not think because tackling is a strength and he is not a dynamic athlete that special teams is an area that he's particularly going to shine. And I don't see a role for him in the defense. At least not one that would accentuate the other players around him. That's a bad combination. So I I guess I'll stick my... I'll put the take out there and... I don't expect Verone McKinley to make the roster. And maybe that's a hot take. I don't know. But I know I certainly got way more attention for a UDFA who from historical standpoints is a combination of smaller than you'd like and not as dynamic as you'd like. That's not a good combination. And I wanted to make sure that since yes... The list that I had, and it had like 20-something names on it, so I wasn't necessarily in the front of my mind thinking of, okay, who are we missing? Um, here, there, There's your due diligence on Vero McKinley for those who asked. Some may see a diamond in the rough. I see a player who who probably went undrafted for a reason. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from Blue BlueNile.com. Locked on dolphins listeners can save fifty dollars off five hundred dollars. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use code locked on, that's code locked on. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to Blue Nile dot com today.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: But I would like to transition. I'd like to talk about uh, a couple of established NFL players who, according to Drew Rosenhaus, may be in talks to be joining the Miami Dolphins. The news comes from WSVN's Josh Moser. Uh, Rosenhaus said he and Miami have had discussions regarding free agents Carlos Dunlap and Akeem Hicks. And I'd be excited about either player, but not necessarily from the standpoint of like, wow, this player is going to put this defensive personnel over the top. I don't think that's necessarily the uh, mentality that I have with why this is a needle mover. It's more so the mentality of the team. And we've talked on this podcast, just like I talk on Draft Dudes with Joe Marino and over at DraftNetwork.com, about different teams that are entering into different life cycles uh, relative to their own individual development and trying to build a winner from the ground up. And some teams kind of get caught in the perpetual cycle of of circling the drain and they never get out of the self-fulfilling prophecy of, well, we're not good, but we think we're better than we are and we're going to continuously chase uh, three X-factor players to put us over the top on any given year, but usually X-factor players that are going to be needle movers that you're going to pay a lot of money to. They're usually available for a reason. A lot of times because they're older, they're slowing down, or they're dealing with injuries, or they're too expensive. And there's more self inflicted harm than good that is brought by bringing those players into the fray. And then there's other teams who never get out of the infant stages of building a team. We're going to tear things down. We're going to covet draft picks. We're going to pick in the draft. And we're always going to pick early. We'll hit some picks. We'll miss some picks. But we never complement it appropriately. And therefore, we usually have a young, inexperienced team that can't quite always put it together. And then we underachieve. And then there's somebody gets fired. And then you got to go back to square one and do it all over again. And blah, 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 blah. You don't want to be in that cycle. And the Dolphins, with the Acknowledgement in the interest of guys like Carlos Dunlap and Akeem Hicks indicates that yes, Chris Greer trading his first and second round picks this year was a quote non negotiable, according to him. He still believes in building through the draft. He said so himself. But the Dolphins have a young nucleus. Filled with a bunch of recent high draft selections that have plenty of potential and each individual player is going to continue to progress and develop on their own individual developmental rate. And that's you know the hard part about building a team is, is you're chasing perfection by trying to thread the needle with 70 different players at the same time simultaneously. You'll never do it and hit it completely out of the park. But the Dolphins, amidst consecutive draft classes in which they were way, way in on we want as many high draft choices as we can, and those draft choices have led to a starting quarterback who we're still trying to figure out what the ceiling is uh, and what the floor is as a player. I think the floor is probably a game manager quarterback. That might not be sexy and exciting, but we still need to see more for what the ceiling is with complementary pieces. And the Dolphins have actually done that this offseason. So I think this year is going to be very telling in that regard. It also yielded, if you go back to 2020, I'm going to skip over the two underwhelming picks that I have not acknowledged from the first round yet and acknowledge that Raekwon Davis and Robert Hunt were additions from that draft class, as was Brandon Jones. In 2021, you had Jalen Waddle, Javon Holland, Jalen Phillips, all as early additions to the team, plus additional players like the Liam Eikenbergs and the Austin Jacksons of the world. And the Hunter Longs of the world, I'd put him in here, even though he's a little bit more of an unproven sample size at this point. Who... Are going to give you something eventually. You just don't know how much and how high the floor is. So, to take all that and then say, yes, we're going to trade for an established star wide receiver, and now you're looking at 33 and 32 year old veteran players who have been stalwarts on other defenses across the league, you're not signing. This is the same thing as the Melvin Ingram thing. You would not be signing Melvin Ingram or Carlos Dunlap or Akeem Hicks to play 80% of your defensive snaps, and you're certainly not going to be playing them top market dollar. These are the players that you sign on a one-year, $4-5 million million dollar deal because they want to keep playing, they want to compete, they want to contend, and you have the infrastructure and you have the roster and you have the opportunity to afford them all of those things. And you're going to sign these players to short-term, low-dollar deals because they can help you win and they can help you develop your young players. This is the, the middle step that a lot of teams don't get the luxury of finding themselves ready to transition into when they take on the kind of rebuild that the Dolphins have. And I will say this, amongst all the questions about the 2020 draft and all of the skepticism that has existed in the past in regards to Chris Greer, if you fired Chris Greer in January, you are probably not in a position to have this mentality and take this step. Because a new general manager would look at the roster and say, okay, there's some foundational pieces but I didn't pick the, some of these players. I didn't sign some of these players. I'm going to want to impress my own vision onto the team. So, from a Chris Greer perspective, I think this, the, this is the best example yet of why retaining Chris Greer gave the Dolphins the best chance to make the next step. Because when you undertake the kind of rebuild that the Dolphins chose to embrace in 2019. Not everybody usually gets through that unscathed. And, well, usually it's not because, allegedly, the ownership wanted to lose games, and the head coach wasn't comfortable with it, and it created a divide, and somewhere along the way, the team picked a quarterback that the head coach presumably didn't want, and all the the, uh, indications would make that factual, and so and so, like, of course, it, that's so Dolphins that there's just going to be extra layers on top of it. But almost any time that you tear things down to the studs, all the parties involved in those infant stages of the team don't survive the entirety to turn it over and to make the transition. And logic would suggest that the coach that went, won 19 games over the last two years would be a part of that piece of the puzzle to survive. But it's become quite apparent that because that's so Dolphins and there's extra layers here, um, it was necessary to make a change of some kind. Whether or not Mike McDaniel navigates you to the next level, we can only wait and find out. But for the Dolphins to say, you know what, we like this roster, we think this roster is close. We see the vision for the players on this team. We can afford an Akeem Hicks, who I would be over the moon with, an opportunity to come in and play in a rotational role and help develop some of our young talent in the front and help them with film study and help them with uh, opponent tendencies. I mean, he played nine games last year. He had three and a half sacks, nine quarterback hits. Five tackles for loss. Akeem Hicks is not that far removed from being one of the most cerebral interior defensive linemen in all of football. Go back and watch the NFL Game Pass, the film session study that he did. And how he's reading keys at the line of scrimmage. Carlos Dunlap played 17 games for Seattle last year. Had eight tackles for loss. 14 quarterback hits. Eight and a half sacks. Eight and a half sacks? You kidding me? You put that on this defense? Dunlap and his length and his power, along with Emmanuel Agba and the speed of Jalen Phillips and some of the speed rusher sub-package guys that the Dolphins have. There's a lot of potential with these guys. And the Dolphins certainly have the cap to do it. They're over $20 million in cap space. But if you did the full reset, I don't know that the new general manager would be in the frame of mind to embrace bringing in contracts like this. And what you have to, I guess, here's the question that that some will probably ask How is this any different than what the Dolphins did under Mike Tannenbaum? And I'm glad yes, but I'm going to tell you, but not before I tell you about our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are absolutely positively delicious. They're high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. Right now, you can visit built.com. Use promo code lock15 and save 15% off your next order. That is built.com. Promo code lock15 to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar.
1: This locked on podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients. free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash
0: locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. How is this different than Mike Tannenbaum? Well, because you actually, first of all, committed three years to going through the process and establishing a young nucleus of the roster of players on rookie contracts. But again, it goes back to contracts and cap management, too. And that's where I think Brandon Shore deserves a big assist here for the Dolphins now. Because again, you're not signing Carlos Dunlap to a $10 million per year deal. If you are going to get a job done, a deal done with Carlos Dunlap or Akeem Hicks, the acknowledgement is you are not going to be a starter. We are not going to pay you like a starter. And veterans who make it through the first wave of free agency every single year. I mean, you you can point to uh, Jadavion Clowney as a case of, okay, you know, a guy that, that when it holds out and gets his money when he signs in July every year. And that's fine, but he's more the exception to the rule. I look no further than Trey Turner, who was an offensive guard who we wanted in Miami last year. And Trey Turner signed for less than, it was either 4 or $5 million for the Pittsburgh Steelers or a one-year deal as an t- older 20-something-year-old offensive guard who'd formerly been a pro bowler. Because d- players are going to covet either the flexibility of choosing their playing destination every year or they are going to want to continue to bet on themselves in the hopes that they can get one last long-term, big-money, big-guarantee deal. If all your offers are for one year, the, the rate is going to be reduced. And in that case, Miami has a lot of advantages. And, and I will be interested to see if, if the Dolphins continue to embrace this mentality, if they can parlay some of those advantages in location. State income tax. And opportunity to play. And lack of veterans in some of the rooms across the board. Can you marry opportunity with economics, with location, and have consistent success in converting these players to come to your team? Because for a really long time, it was, well, I want to go play with Tom Brady and try to win a Super Bowl. Okay, well, Tom Brady ain't here no more. Right? Like. He left. New England is no longer a destination free agent place. Can Miami take that mantle with a coach that is perceived to be pro player in one of the best home environments uh, from a weather perspective in all of football and a young upstart team that has had consecutive winning seasons for the first time in two decades? That's the magic question. And if the Dolphins start converting some of those players, that can have a snowball effect. And that's what I will eagerly be awaiting to find out if we get. Kyle Krabs, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of Locked on Dolphins. I hope I adequately answered the Tanner Connor 40-time question. I hope I adequately answered my thoughts on Verone McKinley. And I hope I adequately painted the picture of why I'm so excited about the news. Never mind they might actually sign, but the news that the Dolphins are entertaining the likes of Akeem Hicks and Carlos Dunlap. Fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins of Cow Crabs. Thanks as always for listening. Make it a good one, and we'll talk with you guys again tomorrow.
2: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.